Get ready for another edition of CSB Broadcast, where Community State Bank links you to the communities of Southeastern Wisconsin and keeps you connected to the people, businesses, and events happening near you. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Everybody, this, uh, thanks for joining us today. I'm Scott Hudipole with Community State Bank, and we're doing this um, live feed today to try to figure out a little bit about what's going on in the uh, in the housing market and with interest rates and, and all those good things. So. All right, we will kick this off. Um, I have two really smart people with me today. And the reason that uh, <laughs> I asked these two guys to join us is because the the market is really weird right now. I mean, I'm sure people are feeling that interest rates have kind of gone all over the place and, and all those things. But, but one thing is, um, historically, it's weird but it's not weird if that makes sense so for some people that have never been through this process before or maybe you've been only through it one time um this can be a really daunting time to uh, to do things um but the gentlemen that we have here um have been through it more than once and i'm i've been uh, i've been in banking for well over 30 years and uh, a lot of that has been in the real estate area that's been kind of my love over that period of time and um making making a lot of mortgage loans so mike Introduce yourself, will you? Uh, Michael Foley. I run the mortgage department here at Community State Bank, and I've been in this business since the mortgage business since mid-80s. So I've seen quite a few cycles of of down markets, up markets, high rates, low rates, prices up, prices down, and it's it's a journey. It's a cycle, but the none of them last forever. Great. Joe, introduce yourself. Sure, thanks for having me. I'm Joe Bush. I'm with Bear. Uh, been in the real estate business for 28 years. Wow. Like Scott said, probably, hopefully, seen it all. Maybe you've seen it all. Hopefully, yeah. Happy to be here. Great. That's great to have have both of you join us today. And hopefully, uh, we're not going to take a lot of your time. But uh, we uh, the goal is to get uh, get you better educated on what's going on and what we're looking at. We'll start with the interest rates, Mike. Um, I locked in a 15-year fixed interest rate on my house probably three years ago at two and a half percent. Interest rates have gone up to seven percent. They've come back down a bit. Now we're close to two and a half percent. But tell us what what's going on. Tell us. Um, I mean, with interest rates where they're at now, um, is now the time to do something? You know, it's. The time to buy a house, although, you know, an interest rate is really important and impactful to your monthly payment, but I don't really think that should be your primary focus on whether you should buy or not. I mean, if you're looking at a property, you want to live in an area where your family is changing and you need more space, different style, don't let the rate dictate that. It's more a matter of can you afford it now, and you're going to have different options to pick from, and then you look for opportunities to improve yourself as time goes by. I mean, we've been in our house 22 years, and I think we had we've had six or seven mortgages. Mm. Anytime there was an opportunity, I took it. Anytime we were any of those mortgages foreclosed on? Uh-huh. Were any of those mortgages foreclosed on? <laughs> no, actually, I actually made a video of all of them. So that's a good thing. <laughs> but there were times where you know, sometimes I took balloons. Because I needed funding for college, then uh-huh. I went back to a fixed, then I went down to a 15. But it's really, really, truly looking for opportunities as you go forward, as long as you can afford it now. 
Mm -hmm. The history of the interest rates and uh, the, the slide that's coming up right now is the 40-year mortgage rates, which is the which is really interesting. And it starts um, way off to the left there back in uh, kind of when I started in banking. Um, I, I remember a, a story and I'll try not to bore you, but I remember going home to my wife, Andrea, when I was first in banking and the Iowa equivalent of the weed alone, can't remember what it was, but it went to 9.9%. And I was so excited because it didn't go up to 9.9%. It came down to 9.9%. And it was like, we can borrow money now under 10% to buy a house. So we have to do it. So, so the slide, talk, talk a little bit about what's out there right now, Mike. That's funny. Because mm -hmm. I was in this industry when they fell under 10% too. People could not get in the door fast enough huh? to get 9.9. It, it was crazy. But then again, at that point too, you could still get 10 and 11 and 12% CDs, which mm -hmm. was kind of great. I didn't, yeah. get, I didn't get any of them, but uh -huh. I didn't have any money then. Sure, sure. But in any case, people, you know, they took that. And then as you can see the rates, I mean, they cycle up and down all over the place. It's just a matter of, you know, looking, like I said, looking for opportunities in the future to better yourself and jump yeah. on it. When when is when I look at that slide, what's what really catches my eyes, other than the, the, the last five years, which we we'll look at here in a second, um, there's the last five years. So you can see um, we're at a higher level than we've been in that period of time. But if you go back one, please, Elliot, this if you look at it, um, the interest rates right now over a long period of time were are pretty normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is uh, this is kind of where it's been over that long period of time. So so again, the people that have not um, experience this much you know they think that you know 2.5 percent is normal as you can see here that's not normal i mean no. that's very um abnormal and and what's really normal when you look back on that thing is that we're we're in we're in an area that's been pretty typical over the long period of time and and primarily coming out of the last recession and then covid and all those good things if you go back to the five-year one that's not been normal i mean we're not in a normal time and and when we hit those low points um it's not normal so so i think what we're saying is that even though rates are higher now than they were um it's, that's fairly normal historically speaking on where on where rates have been 2.5 percent is not normal so no i mean when we bought our first house we had I got 7.625, I remember that, and I thought I had beat the system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And now people will look at you funny. Our, yeah. our second best market ever, that, that 2000 to 2006 market, if you want to call it the best, where you know the values were the highest, the rates were between 5 and 7% the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So these rates that, have, that we've experienced over the last four or five years is probably not mm-hmm uh typical yeah so you, you mentioned something mike just a little bit ago when you look at you know arms and different things like that one one of the things i always like to point out to people on the mortgage side when you're borrowing money um it, it has a what i call a call feature i mean you can you you can pay that loan off at any time not you know you can pay it off by winning the lottery but you can also refinance it when when things so as we go into the next step of this is you know the interest rates we see up and down more normal over the last you know longer period of time than than it has been over the last five years then it goes into the the real estate part of it and 
And what I like to tell people is that you can't change what you pay for a house. I mean, if you if you buy a house today, you can't change that three years from now. Um, but if you buy a house today and you finance it at, let's say, 6% or 5%, if the market changes, you can change that. You can call that and say, you know, we're going to refinance that at a better or lower interest rate. So, so Joe, tell us what's going on in the market today with um, inventory. And we, we saw for a long period of time, you know, you didn't, if you saw a for sale sign, it was unusual because they were going so fast. What's happening today? Where are we at? Yeah, some of that is still happening today. Uh, I would uh, I would say that um, the market is probably providing more opportunities in the last six months than it has in the 12 or 18 months previous. Um, more inventory is coming on. It's still moved. It's still moving quickly, but we're able to. But, but now we're actually able to get a sign on the ground. Mm-hmm. Maybe have an open house. Maybe uh, show it a handful of times over. Oh, a week or two, uh-huh. but still the average days on the market from listing to, to closing is is less than it's less than two months still today. Uh-huh. So good that it's getting uh, that it's easing, uh, but it's still it's the market is still very strong. Okay, um, nationally we're seeing a downward trend, and um, as far as prices and everything else, why do you think in our neck of the woods we're not seeing as much of that? Sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, mainly employment's very strong here, mm-hmm. and it seems like everything uh, related to this housing market, employment is the biggest factor. And, and uh, to me, it just seems like there's lots of jobs, lots of opportunities. So people are gonna, you know, in our market, anyways, they're gonna continue to move because of um, promotions children you know growth that kind of thing or just the simple want to go and live somewhere different you know so it's our market's always been driven that way so usually in the big swings that you hear about in in the paper or or online we typically don't see those here Mm -hmm. uh it's very typical that you know you'll see five ten percent moves in the market in in a year um we saw maybe more than that the last maybe 24 months, but again, that's not that's not real typical. Now I think um, we're seeing it flatten a little bit. However, um, I thought that the market was going to stumble, and it hasn't done that. And now I'm kind of more in the camp of that. I think it'll just simply land softly, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we'll go back to normal growth and not these monster hikes in value. But maybe we'll see three to five percent gains mm-hmm. uh, over the next couple of years. The, the location that, you know, I call it Southeast, Southeast Wisconsin. So, you know, our markets were seeing Kenosha, Walworth County in this general area. Um, for the longest time, it was um, historically an economic challenge. I mean, this area was was a challenge, you know, economically from what's going on. Today, it's almost completely reversed from that standpoint because our friends to the south, as an example, I mean, there's so many people coming in from Illinois into, and obviously we're the the beneficiary of that because we're right the first counties to uh, to come to. So, do you, are you seeing some of that and some of that continuing? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, even though the real estate values here now have maybe caught up to um, Illinois uh, uh-huh. pricing, 
the, the, the cost of ownership is still far less. Sure. Uh, the tax burden down there is way different than up here. Um, you know, a $300,000 house there, the tax goes 12 grand. Mm -hmm. You know, here it's six grand. Yep. So, and, and I think that there's a, there is a, um, you know, quality of life factor that maybe the southeast corner of the state has. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're positioned really well close to a, to a city that's thriving and a lot going on, tons of growth. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the, the quaintness of these small city downtowns that mm -hmm. have done great too over the last, you know, five years. Sure. So, because so uh, we were in the, Burlington Parade this last Friday night. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was um, great. That was. Yeah. It was. Um, your crystal ball, when you look at inventory, you said you're, you're probably starting to feel some more come on. Do you, do you see that increasing fairly rapidly or slowly? So typically, if you look back at data, it says that the high point of inventory annually is in April and May. Okay. Good market, bad market, whatever you define those as, you'll see there's a spike in inventory. People get through winter months. They get they get anxious. It seems like that season starts earlier every year. It used to be not until April or May the market fired back up. Now it's like January 1. And the market's sponsored back up again. That's how it feels. It used to be kind of cyclical with the end of school. Yeah. You get your house sold, could yeah. reposition before yeah. September. And now we, yeah, yeah, and now we feel like a two-week lag in, in <laughs> June when school gets out of then right back at it. So mm -hmm. those that sort of change. I don't think we really live in a in a highly seasonal market any longer. And and I don't see that changing. But you will see inventory for the most part peak in April or May. Mm -hmm. So you bring all the inventory on and then obviously you supplement throughout the summer and fall back into it, you know, into this type of year that, mm -hmm. you know, this kind of year, but ultimately um, you'll see it come on mm -hmm. and then it'll hopefully just, you know, sustain itself and bring it, you know, continue to keep that market rolling. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so, so yeah, I see, I see good things coming. Yep. Going back to interest rates, uh, Mike, you know, one of, one of the things we do here is we keep our adjustable rate mortgages. And so people understand, like, our um, we're a seller servicer for Fannie Mae. So all our fixed rate loans we sell to Fannie Mae. All our ARM loans we keep in-house. So we portfolio those here. Um, we have we have um, always been really aggressive in our ARM rates for people to be able to uh, to get into those. What, what do you think about like a five a five year arm right now versus a thirty year? And I know, I know there's there's additional risk because who knows what five years is going to bring. But and so it's not for everybody. But you know, if you can save a point point and a half compared to a fixed rate, is it worth doing it? I do. I personally, I do, and I would do that right now if, if that was my if I was in the market for a new house. Mm -hmm. And I've and I've told people this too. Whether you take a five one arm at Five percent or a thirty-year fix at six and a half. You will do something in the next sixty months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will refinance it. I will yep. bet you lunch on that one. You you just will. Yeah. And and if rates happen to not come down enough to make it make sense, um, you just go with the adjustment. So one-year Treasury plus two and three quarters. The Treasury market will soften, and that rate adjustment's not going to be that big a deal. I mean, mm -hmm. ARM's got a bad wrap years ago because they were tied to 
ridiculous indicators or 10% margins, and that's really not true. Sure. I also, and I know crystal balls, we look in those a lot and they're they're pretty cloudy and foggy, but you know, I, I personally think that, you know, I'm not saying the rates can't go higher because, you know, they're trying to stop inflation. That's a whole nother, nother podcast, but um, when they slow the economy down, which I think they're going to at a pretty startling level, we're probably going to be seeing interest rates come back down. And um, that's that's my cloudy crystal ball is that how where they go, you know, who, who knows. But um, I think at some point in time, this will um, personally backfire a little bit on what's going on with the interest rates nationally that um, it'll catch back up itself. And I'm not saying they go back to two and a half percent, but. No, it'll normalize a little more though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it went up so quickly; it's 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 bound to come back down. And it, and part of that is Fannie Mae, you know, securitizes the mortgage loans, sells them into the market. The market has to be comfortable in investing in them. Mm-hmm. And you can see it going from seven and a quarter down to six and a half. That comfort level is you know becoming a little more real for the institutional investors that I am. Mm-hmm. And the the other reason we do uh, pretty aggressive on our arm rates is because. We compare those to what we can invest in, like on mortgage-backed securities, and we'd prefer to give our customers that benefit instead of Fannie Mae, as an example. So that's that's why we keep them pretty aggressive. So um, opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about that. We'll kind of wrap it up on that. If I'm a renter, um, if I have a house to sell and I want to do something different, um, what advice, Joe, do you have for, for those people? Yeah, um, uh, renters, are are they have it a lot easier way more way more simplistic than um someone that has a that has a property to sell however nothing's impossible so the person that is in a lease obviously you've got to time that a little bit um as to when your lease if you're in one ends um pretty simplistic though give yourself uh you know 60 or 90 day uh window to be able to shop and look and find something that you that you like time that with your, you know, with the end of your lease, and you're probably good. Uh, the person that has a house to sell, well, that's that. That's a little bit different. Definitely possible today. 18 months ago, almost impossible 18 months ago. Today, not so much. Um, obviously, the, um, um, the typical house is going to be more difficult because because the buying public is large uh the more specialty property the higher end property uh where the buying public is smaller well then you've had you know you have you have a shot to be able to put your house on the market find a buyer for it time that just right so you can make that move um you you really have to dedicate time and effort into planning for for any of these moves today Mm -hmm. but um you know that you're 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 your start off is to go get yourself pre-approved, make sure that you're ready, make sure your ducks are in a row, and it'll go it'll go pretty smooth. Okay. Um, explain this dig just a little bit deeper. You said 18 months ago that wasn't so much a case. Why why was that where you had a house to sell? Why 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 is it different today? There was so much cash yep. in the market then that 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 um even if you were gonna get a mortgage and it wasn't like if you weren't a 25% down super strong buyer if you were a typical 10 15 5% down buyer you were at the bottom of a pile of four or five offers now um so the cash buyer the 
person that was writing a very clean offer, clean by no inspections, no financing, appraisals, waived all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They were top of the heat. We'll see how that turns out later on, if if that's the way to do it. Now things have come back to earth, still aggressive, but not but not that aggressive. Sure, sure. Okay. Mike on uh, and Joe said, you know, get pre-approved. What what does that mean? What's that look like? Oh, it's a simple process. Uh, with Community State Bank, you can do that online. Go to our website, uh, go to the mortgage section, do the pre-qualification, pre-approval, populates into our system. As soon as you're done, then either myself or Kim will get back to you. That's if it's early in the day, we can do it the same day. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pretty simple. So it's important to uh, to check that out before you start making offers. Yeah, and quite honestly, it's more important for the buyer to know what their payment's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can approve people for a number, and it's going to be more than what most people want to pay. So what their buying power gets them is important to find out. Okay. And, and, and from the seller's, seller's point of view, they want to see that to know that that their buyer's good. Sure. Yeah, so both of those. Are I'm seeing that now where buyers are like, I need a pre-qualification. They, they won't accept my offer without one. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. So my final question is, is now a good time to buy a house? I would think so. Yeah, that that's not rate or market dependent. It's if it's the right move for you, do it. An opportunity to change how that looks later, but you want like an area or a different house, don't don't hesitate on that. Yeah, the best, the the most intelligent, the brightest real estate people can't can't time the market very well. So so someone that's buying a house every five to ten years to be able to time it and get it just right is so difficult to do mm-hmm. you might hit the bottom uh or the bottom of of your pricing but the rate will be higher so your cost of ownership will be the same mm-hmm. you might pay pay in a high market but the rates are three mm-hmm. percent too hard to do the best can't do it i don't recommend that uh that a uh that a buyer even attempts to try to find that 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 sweet spot is it's so hard to find. And if, if if you look at the real estate investors out there, the 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 folks that are building subdivisions and building houses, they've been doing it for the last three or four years in the highest market we've ever seen, yeah. and they're still doing it. So they're not even trying to time the market. So yeah, I would tell you that if if you feel like it's it's a good time for you and what's going on in your world, then you should do it. Great. Uh, do we have any questions? No questions from uh, from anybody. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time, both of you. And um, how how do they get a hold of you, Joe? Uh, yeah, you can um, you can email me. Go to the Bear website. Um, you can email me at jbush at bearburlington.com or j.bush. Either one works. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like. Uh, you can find me on our website. I think it's up on your screen, too. Uh, email mfoley at csb.bank. Or you can call me direct either way. All right. So I just want to leave you with um, between what, you know, the people that we have on staff here and the people that we work with um, within our communities, a lot, a lot of experience. And I think probably the most important thing to know is that 
um, experience really matters right now because uh, you know we are seeing some some pretty major moves in like interest rates and different things like that. So um, I encourage you to uh, to find somebody that um, you're comfortable with and that maybe has seen a few of these along the way. So uh, it's uh, it's a, a little bit different time right now. Yeah, call Joe, call me if you got questions and don't want to do them online, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Develop a comfort level. Sounds good. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Um, give us a call, send us an email, whatever you want to do to uh, communicate with you, and we'll get your answers, uh, questions answered. Thanks and have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information about Community State Bank, visit us online at csb.bank. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender.